Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Listen, today, guys, I want to talk to you about I'm I'm pushing through the pressure. Have you ever felt like you're just pushing through some pressure? I don't know about you, but the earth seems to be a little pressure filled right now. Seeing a lot of lot of stuff taking place. Some of it, some of it, not so good. Um, you're seeing an Earth that is in a, a real pressure test right now. Um, not unless you just pressurize through um, people and circumstances and situations and viruses and just people just going at it every which way, um, trying to find a sense of maybe. Um, not even normalcy, but just a sense of just where are we going, I really started thinking about we are being pressure tested. And something I thought about, I just looked up that word. It kind of challenged me. What does it mean to be pressure tested? I don't know why I thought of it. I just felt it in my heart. You know, I was praying for you guys, and I didn't know exactly what to. Sometimes I'd, I'm looking for direction for you. I didn't know what exactly to go in the direction, and I really felt in my heart Man, people are being pressure tested. And when I looked it up, to pressure test something means to ensure the safety, reliability, and leak tightness of pressure systems that is required for a new pressure system before use or an existing pressure system after repair or alteration. The pressure test can be conformed or performed by two methods. Number one, it could be a hydrostatic, now listen, don't get all lost on me here, a hydrostatic or a pneumatic, amen? It's funny, right? I started thinking about it. Um, pneumatic or the pneuma, you know what I mean? <laughs> the spiritual test and the faith test. But let me show you. Hydrostatic test is performed by using water, and the pneumatic is used by air, Amen. Pressure tests most always are to be performed under controlled conditions following an approved test plan and documented as a test record. A single approved test plan may be used for several similar tests, but a separate test is required for each. Man, if that doesn't sound like my life, right? I'm getting I'm getting I'm getting air tested. Praise the Lord. I'm getting wind tested. I'm getting tested. And one of the things I laughed about when I looked at this was this. is a hydrostatic test is performed by using water. Amen? How many of you know you get tested by the washing of the water of the word? How many of you know you get tested by the Holy Spirit and the word of God? So tonight, as it's a little bit funny, thinking about being pressure tested, I want to talk to you about some things that you might be being pressure tested in. And, you know, one of the things I like about a natural pressure test is this. It says this, that there is a test plan being used on each of us, and there is records being placed on how you're performing. Amen? I don't know about you, but when the pressure gets cranked up, I sometimes do not perform at the expectation that I should. So if your faith is getting pressure tested or your life is getting pressure tested or your love walk is getting pressure tested or maybe your mind is getting pressure tested, guess what? God is basically keeping a record of how good we're doing in navigating through the earth, 
how good we're doing, walking in love, how good we're doing, and keeping the peace, how good we're doing, and not wa- and watching what we're saying. I don't know about you, man, but I'm feeling the pressure testing of life. And some of the things I thought about with a natural pressure test was they used, said they use water and they use air. Amen. And I started thinking, man, how many of you know Ephesians 5 and 6 says this, that the word of God can pressure test us, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. I want you to know that the word of God starts to pressure test your weak spots. This is so important that we understand this because when the word of God kind of shows up, we have to make a decision as believers, am I going to go with the word or am I going to go with my idea or my opinion? The word of God sanctifies, cleanses us with the washing of the water of the word. Man, is that not good news? That's how God basically pressure tests our character, pressure tests our life. You know, one of the things I wrote here was this, and I'm going to talk to you about this. My life gets pressure tested because it reveals weaknesses in my character. My life gets pressure tested because it reveals weaknesses in my faith. It reveals the weaknesses of life. You know, I'm going to get your scripture here in a minute. It's going to be really, really a great night, so please share this, because I think we can really help some people, because man, here's the key. Sometimes it's not easy to understand what we're going through, but when we understand that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God have been given to us to not only make us strong, but they help us examine the weaknesses in our life, and when the pressure test me, I could come out on the other side with the word of God, following the spirit of God. Listen to what it says in Titus 3 and 5. The Holy Spirit is a pressure test. The word of God is a pressure test. What do you mean by that? God gives us the word, and when the pressure of life comes on, we have to decide, am I going to go with the word, or am I going to go with popular opinion? Am I going to go with the word, or am I going to go with the unbelief? Am I going to follow after the word of God or am I going to follow after the circumstances? Listen what Titus 3 and 5 says. Not by works of righteousness we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. Man, that's good stuff. Listen what it says in the Amplified about the same scripture. He saved us not because of any work of righteousness that we have done, but because of his own pity and mercy by the cleansing bath of the new birth, regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. He said that's what the Holy Spirit does. He regenerates you. He cleanses you. He keeps you there. The word of God washes you. Now, what are we washing? Look what it says in the message. He saved us from everything. He gave us a good bath. We came out of it, new people washed inside and out by the Holy Spirit. Man, that is good stuff. What does that mean? Now, watch this. The water of the word and the water of the Holy Spirit washes my, what? Mind, okay? It washes 
my thinking. It washes my stinking thinking. It washes my potty mouth. It washes. The word of God washes. So when I want to respond out of love, the word of God washes my words. The word of God washes. When I get anger in my mind or um, fear or um, fret, worry, anxiety, whatever it is coming into my mind, the water washes it. The water brings the peace. The washing of the water of the word. Now we know the word of God is the water that God uses. So when we get in the word, amen, or we hear the word, or we study the word, or we allow ourselves to get around the word, how many of you know it washes some mindsets, it washes some mentality, it changes the way I see things. That is why it's so important for me and you to abide in Christ. And the only way to abide in Christ is me and you must abide in his word, okay? And here's the good news. Remember this thing. God's testing pressure, testing moments of life in your life are done in a controlled condition, okay? Okay? That is so important. He is making sure that while you're going through these seasons of change, that you know, you need to notice that when it seems like the pressure is on the greatest for your life, for whatever, you know, you might be in decisions or you might be like in life or you might be in ministry or you might be financially, wherever you see these great pressures, know this. It's still in a controlled environment because God has not brought you to a place where he wants to see you fail. He brought you to a place where he wants to see the pressure just reveal some things you got to change. Now, I got some scriptures right here. Just write these down. These are so good. Number one point you need to know, I found out this, that pressure exposes my weak spots. It reveals some carnality. Okay, now just absorb that. Don't get mad at me. Don't write me a letter. Don't get offended. Just hear me. When the pressure shows up, you know, it's funny. We just had a, um, you know, one of the air conditioning units. It was kind of hilarious. Um, you know, brand new thing, not too old, right? Got a pinhole and it and literally lost, you know, pounds of pressure to keep the building cool. So a little, little tiny pinhole Stop this big, like, you know, I don't know, it's like a 20-ton unit. You know, it's big. It's huge. So you got this big, huge air condition. Now, just picture this, right? You got a 20-ton air condition unit, all right? Think of this. It's got, like, the guy's like, oh, it's got 35,000 pounds of, you know, pressure, okay? Okay? And the pinhole allowed all the pressure to leak out. And literally the 35,000 pounds of pressure, the 20-ton unit is basically useless because of a pinhole. Pressure testing is important because in the life of the believer, if you don't get pressure tested, you might crack when we need you the most. So don't allow the processes of life 
Now, he gave us the word to overcome. He gave us the Holy Spirit to overcome. I don't want you to feel like you're alone, but don't think it a strange thing, this fiery trial that's come to try your faith. It's coming to bring you to a place of perfection in that area. But I started thinking about it. I said, man, you got to be kidding me. 20-ton unit, 35,000 pounds of pressure, whatever, Freon or whatever the thing is, whatever's inside there, and a pinhole, a pinhole stopped the whole thing from union. Stopped the whole thing from working. Isn't that crazy? So sometimes in life you say, why do I have to walk through the pressures of life? Well, we got to make sure you got no leaks. Come on, somebody. Say, Pastor Chris, did you say you're going to fill up my leaks? We got to fill up your leaks, man. Some of you are cracked. <laughs> Some of you are cracked, and we got to putty you up. Come on, somebody. <laughs> some of you are cracked. We got to shoot some silicone in you or something. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm not trying to be funny, you know, but I'm just telling you like it is. Like, and you know some people that are cracked right now. Come on, somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like some of you are like, oh, I'm like the potter. Potter is working on the clay. You cracked up. Some of you, some of you might even, you got cracks. <laughs> Some of you are really cracked up. I'm just telling you right now. Some of you need a real, you need a, you need a full makeover. You need some stucco. You know what I mean? No, I'm being serious. We get cracks because of pressure in life. But this is the key. I realized this, that God is allowing the cracks to be revealed so he can be stronger for the seasons of life to come. Look what it says in 1 Peter 1 and 7, okay? And I believe that's the amplified. Oh, it's the message. So that, right? This is important, man. You got to understand this. The, 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 the genuineness of a person's faith has to be tested. Did you get that? The genuineness of a person's faith must be tested. Why? Because it's more precious than gold. It's tested and purified by fire. Now, right there, he said what? In the, in the King James, it says, don't think it a strange thing, this fiery trial. You see what it's saying? The proving of your faith is intended. Why? So you could come out and praise and glory and honor to Jesus Christ after you pass the test. Now, listen, the tests are coming. Now, now I want you to get something here, okay? God does, I got so much stuff here. God doesn't test you for failure. God tests you for functionality, okay? He wants you to function on another level. God cannot leave you where you are. You know, every single time you want to go from one grade to another grade in anything in life, you got to kind of test out of it. You can't just stay in one place. You know, I remember being in high school, you know, that's when they first, and don't, don't, yeah, they had cars back then. I ain't that old. Chill out, right? So, you know, I remember they were like, oh, I remember we were like the first year of high school when you had to like pass a test to get out. I think all those jokers before us just got out, you know, and everybody's like freaking out. They're like, oh, my God, what if we don't fail this we fail this test? We can't graduate high school. They were like serious. They're like, we were there, and they're like, listen, there is now a test that you have to pass to get out of high school. And I'm thinking, oh, great. This is just the year they need to be doing this. Now, it wasn't a hard test, but they tested you for your equivalency to go on to college. So here's what I'm saying. What happens if we don't have these tests in place we don't know if we qualify for the next season of glory. 
You go from glory to glory to glory. So sometimes when you get a faith test or you get a faith project, God doesn't bring it for failure. God brings it for next level. Now, this is really important. I got a scripture right here that's going to change your life, okay? So just pull this in. Now, just, just stay with me in this train of thought. So this is my question to you. Here's my question to you. Are you being pressure tested right now in whatever that area is? Now, don't start screaming, hallelujah, amen, yes, that's me, preach it, brother, preach it. No, I know it is in an area. You might, now, where does God test you? Well, God doesn't bring the test for the position of failure. God brings you to a place of growth for next level promotion. Nine out of 10 times, the enemy brings the pressure to let you or make you let go of where you're trying to go. So here's what it says here. Listen to 1 Peter 4 and 12 and 13. And this is the Passion Translation. Beloved friends, if life gets extremely difficult with many tests, don't be bewildered as though something strange were overwhelming you. Instead, continue to rejoice for you in a measure. Have shared in the sufferings of the anointed one so that you can share in the revelation of his glory and celebrate with what even greater gladness. So what am I trying to tell you? He's saying, listen, Jesus had to go through the pressure test. You're going to have to go through the pressure test. Christian's going to have to go through the pressure test. And right now the earth is full of pressure. So what am I saying? If your finances are not producing pressure, the promises of God will start producing pressure. Decisions that you're making will start producing pressure. And guess what you're going to find out? My God in heaven, I am in the pressure. What do I do? Well, I'll tell you what. Paul, nobody said it better than Paul. Look at this. 2 Corinthians eleven twenty one. I think I'm in the Amplified. Praise be to God. To my discredit, I must say, we have shown ourselves too weak for you to show such tolerance of us and for us to do strong, courageous things like that to you. But whenever any person is bold and dares to boast, mind you, I'm speaking in a foolish witness way. I also am bold and dare. So he starts talking about this. Are you a Hebrew? So am I. Are you an Israelite? So am I. Are you a descendant of Abraham? So was I. So he's trying to say, like, look, don't think you're exempt from all this. You know what I mean? Paul starts saying, like, look, you're going to try to, we're going to compare it. Listen, as they ministering, as they ministering servants of Christ, the Messiah, he's talking about being a believer, following after Christ. So Paul is telling you, I'm a believer. I'm following after Christ. You think you're a Hebrew? I'm a Hebrew. You think you're an Israelite? I'm an Israelite. You think you came from Abraham? I came from Abraham. Now he goes, now let me tell you all the pressure I had to go through. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you think you're going through something? Listen to this. Here's my thing. Well, what happened to you, Paul? Oh, I want to let you know. Um, uh, laboring, I labored more than you did. Imprisonment, I've been in prison more than you've been. Beaten, countless stripes. Frequently, at the point of death. Five times I received from the hands of the Jew 40 lashes, but one. Three times I've been beaten with a rod. 
Once I was even stoned. I don't know about you, man, but this is not a resume I want. <laughs> Paul's like, I got the tar beat out of me. <laughs> He's like, man, these guys beat me. And they, they, they oh, my God, they, like, beat this guy to death. Oh, boy, they beat him to death. Three times I've been beaten with rods. I was stoned. I got beaten with a, a broader ship. I got shipwrecked. I was beaten. Three times I've been aboard a shipwreck and at the sea. I spent the whole night in a day. I spent the drift in the ocean. Many times on journeys, I was exposed to perils and bandits and people of my own nation and my own city. I was in deserted places. It's been I was destitute of help in toil and hardships, watching office, sleepless nights. I've done that. Hunger and thirsty, been there too. Frequently driven by fasting, by want, I was exposed to the cold, the heat. I've been messed up. I lack clothes. I lack, man, it's like, this guy's like, man, where do you sign up for this? And besides those things that are without, then he's like, besides me getting beat, oh my God, bludgeoned, dead, <laughs> oh my gosh, in heaven. Besides all those things, I, got, I cannot escape the daily pressure, inescapable pressure of my care and anxiety for the church. He's like, man, I can't get out of pressure. I looked to the right, I got pressure. I looked to the left, I got pressure. I looked up, I got pressure. I looked down, I got pressure. What was he saying? He's like, I went through it, but God got me through all of it because he gave me his ability. But here's the thing. If you think you are going to walk through life on some flowery bed of ease following after Christ, you are mistaken. This is a press. You know what I mean? It's a push. Remember we started this series a long time ago? Pressing for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Man, you got to press through. Here's another big thing we got to ask ourselves. If I'm going to be pressure tested, what is it going to really reveal? Pressure testing of my faith is how my endurance grows. Write that down. Pressure testing of my faith is how my endurance grows. This is why we're all pressure tested through the word, through the spirit. And listen, the enemy brings it, but guess what it's going to come? When the enemy brings pressure, guess where you're going to go? Hopefully you go to the word. And then that kind of gives you the opportunity to alleviate the pressure. You go to the Spirit of God, alleviate the pressure. you just walking after the Word of God is going to create some, but if you've got the Word, you can navigate. I'm pushing through the pressure. Look what it says in James 1, 2. I'm, I'm going to read a couple of scriptures here. It says, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing, facing nothing but difficulties, See it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. Man, is that good or what? Listen to that again. Fellow believers, James, is he's breaking it down, guys. He's saying, look, when it seems like you are facing nothing but difficulties, don't complain, don't mumble, don't grumble. See it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For watch this, for you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. Man, is that good. Look what it says. When my faith 
gets tested, my power gets stirred up for me to endure. Man, isn't that good? Doesn't feel like it when I'm going through it. Doesn't feel like it's fun. But guess what? And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection in every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Man, is that good or what? So when my faith gets tested, it stirs up power. When power gets going, I can endure everything. When my endurance grows, I become stronger in what? Release perfection in every part of my body. I want you to look at this. Now, this is so good. It gets better. I didn't even think it would get any better than that. It gets better. And if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom, and he will give it. He won't, This is just hear me, he won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. Man, is that some good stuff. He won't see my lack of wisdom. So like he's saying, look, if you're in it, now listen to me. I really got to talk to you from my heart, my, from my heart to your heart, okay? If anyone lacks wisdom, so if you're going through a time that you don't know, what do I do? What am I supposed to feel? How am I supposed to respond? God, I need your help. If you're in a spot right now, maybe you, got a, maybe you got a doctor's report, you're just like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do with this. It's okay. God, I love this. God won't see your lack of wisdom. Now, wisdom is just the opportunity to apply the right. This is what I say wisdom is. Wisdom is this. Wisdom is the principal thing. If any man lacks wisdom, let him get it, right? He can give you wisdom. But here's what it says. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability to come into any given, any given situation and apply the truth to get you through the moment, okay? Wisdom is the ability to come into any situation, apply the truth, or basically um, wisdom is the opportunity for you and me to come into a situation and rightly discern the actions that I need to take. That's wisdom. Wisdom is like walking into a situation and learning and understanding the actions which I need to take, the responses I should have. So anybody that's lacking wisdom can ask God, and he'll give you wisdom. But look at this. He won't see your... So you say, but if I ask, it makes me weak. No. God won't see your lack of wisdom, the ability to know what to do, as an opportunity to scold you over your failure but he will what? Overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. Man, that is really good. So what he's saying is, if you're like, man, you're going, man, pastor, I've been sitting in this thing for like a while now, believe in God, and now I'm going to go to God, and if the minute I ask him, he's going to think I'm weak or, or I'm slipping or, man, I can't handle all the noise that's in here. Listen, man. God is not going to look at your ability to ask for help as a weakness. He's going to look for your ability to ask for help as a strength. He's not going to look. He's going to give you generous grace. He's going to say, when you lean on me, I can make you strong. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity. Like, what is up with you? 
he's not going to be like giving you the oh ye of little faith. You know what I mean? I think sometimes we read the Bible like, I don't want to be in the Bible like that. I mean, who really wants to be Thomas? You know what I mean? Oh, you're doubting. Imagine when you go to heaven. Oh, you're doubting Thomas. You know what I mean? That's great. You know what I mean? I mean, really, seriously, right? I mean, come on. Stop. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to be Rahab. Come on. Oh, did I say that? All right, anyway. Come on, man. God's a redeemer. Chill out. But you know what I'm saying? Who wants to be labeled? Like, you don't want to be labeled. You missed it. Do you want to be doubting Thomas? No. You don't want to be, you know, Peter the cursing, cursing guy. Come on, man. No. But don't look at it as a weakness. Come on. Look at it as an ability to what? See the generous grace. That's what you're doing. I know that's something. Ask God. He'll give you help to make it through the pressure-filled moments of life. Watch this. This is what I love. Pressure releases generous grace. Isn't that awesome? Write that down. Pressure releases generous grace. Ooh, man, I like that. Pressure releases generous grace. Watch this. We're going to keep reading 6 and 7. Just make sure you ask empowered by confident faith without doubting, and you will receive. Ooh, man, isn't that good? I love that, man. You said, if I ask with faith, he's going to answer. You know, I think this is big. It's, it's really clear that um, you don't want to get wavering. You don't want to get all there. Ask for what? Help. He will help you. I think that's so strong. So now here's what's going on in life. You say, Pastor, I'm pressure tested in my finances. Okay, good. Not great and easy when you're going through it, but you're going to what? You're going to take the water and you're going to take the leading of the Holy Spirit and you're going to let him speak to your life some of those scriptures and you're going to push through the pressure. Now, what you could do is you could do this. I want you to just look back for a minute. And I just want you to see, look at other pressure moments in life that you persevered in. You didn't think you were going to be able to do it. You didn't think you were well able. You didn't think it was going to turn out for good. But look what God did, and look how God moved, and look how God transformed your life. And the minute you caught that transformation, guess what you're going to see? That in that last season, it might have looked like, man, it was such a big battle for you to win. But now that you've won, you can do it again. Ain't that great news? That because I went through before, I didn't realize it when I was going through it that I was getting pressure tested. But guess what? In this controlled environment that I'm getting ready to go to another level in God, right now I got to pass the test. You know, I, I, I think this is so important. Pressure testing my faith strengthens it. Write that down. That is so good. Pressure testing my faith strengthens it. And man, that is important. So important. Because look what it says here. 2 Corinthians 13.5. Okay? 2 Corinthians 13.5. Test, test yourselves to make sure you are solid in the faith. Don't drift along, taking everything for granted. 
Give yourself regular checkups. You need firsthand evidence, not mere hearsay, that Jesus Christ is in you. Test it out. If you fail the test, do something about it. Now, right there, I want you to think about this. Test yourselves to make sure you're in solid in the faith. So the testing might expose some weakness. Okay, don't think the weakness is so destructive that it's over. No, you're working in the progress. Let's say, test it out. If you fail the test, do something about it. Look what it says here. I think this is really strong, and you got to see this. We're going to look at something here. Abraham had to pass the test. You could think now. When I say the test, that's a lot of that's a lot of stuff you're thinking about in the Bible, okay? But here's my question: Everyone that's tested didn't do everything perfectly. They had a lot of questions. They had a lot of reason. They had a lot of ideas. They had a lot of unknowns. But guess what? God didn't just quit on the process because they had these questions. They had the unknowns. They had some doubts. They had some spots of unbelief. They how we're trying to come and get them. Look what it even says here in 11.17 of Hebrews. By faith, Abraham, when he was put to the test, waiting for Isaac, while the testing of his faith was still in progress. Man, write that down. The testing of my faith is still in progress. Ooh, that's good news, ain't it? He was tested, but my faith test is still in progress. That doesn't mean it's over. It's not failure. It's not final. It's not fatal. Guess what? Had already brought Isaac for an offering. He who gladly received and welcomed God's promises was ready to sacrifice his only son. Man, that's great news. And that's a great story. Abraham gets tested to bring Isaac at the perfect place of obedience, even though Isaac, this is this is great. This story is crazy, right? Abraham's waiting, believing God, hanging on, gets the promise of Isaac. He's like, man, this is what we, Abraham, Sarah, this is what we waited for. This is when I walked outside, looked at the stars in the sky. I didn't see how God can do this. I'm calling myself the father of many nations. I don't have nobody. Now, all of a sudden, I got Isaac. Yes and amen. And he ain't even there yet for a while. And God's like, hey, I got an idea. What's that, God? Praise the Lord. We want to have a praise party. You want to have, you want to start a church? What do you want to do? You want to have, let's call it, let's have, let's start a ministry. Abraham is starting mountain moving faith ministries. Amen. Hi, my name is Abraham. I want to start, God, do you want to start mountain moving faith? He's like, God, you want to start mountain moving faith ministries? God's like, no, I got a better idea. Why don't you take Isaac up here on the hill and kill him? Okay, obviously I rebuke you, devil, get thee behind me. No. He's like, hey, bring me the promise and lay it on the altar. I got to test your faith. What? Now, listen, we understand the New Testament. God is not like putting us through the ringer, like to challenge us because we're believers through Jesus Christ. You understand that? But here's the thing. If you don't think the enemy, now, I got a theory on this I want to kind of give to you. 
do you think God tests my faith? I think your faith gets tested when you want another level of promotion. I think every time you go from glory to glory, your faith goes through a test. I don't believe God, per se, sits there and tries to give you a pass or fail. He just pressurizes the moment sometimes because the promise pressurizes your moment. It pressurizes your atmosphere that there might be some breaks, and the breaks aren't failures. They're just things you got to work on. Now, the enemy comes with a crazy bunch of mess, and that pressure is to destroy you because affliction and persecution come for the word's sake. So there's a lot of pressure for the word from the enemy, but I really think this, promises have to be, hold fast the confidence in the confession of your faith. Why? Because somebody's trying to come get it, and it's not God. But sometimes when you grow in God, you have to go through these pressure moments because why? God has to qualify you for the next season. Look, Abraham cannot be ready for the next season of life until Isaac shows up, but God wanted it. And y'all know God gave it back, but here's the thing. This is a cool part, right? Abraham brings Isaac, lays Isaac on the altar, and what? Has an understanding. He said, what? I know you have a place of fear for me. It's good. We're cool. But Abraham's faith was tested for his authenticity. Are you, do you have authentic faith? When the pressure shows up, we're going to find out what you believe. Look what it says in 1 Peter 1.7, again, right? See that the, what, the genuineness of your faith may be tested, your faith which is precious. Remember we used that scripture? He's saying it's going to get tested. How come it's going to get tested? Because how do we know, how do we know we have what it takes to go to the next season of life in the favor and promises of God? I'm telling you, it's important. It's important. Some of the big things, too, is this. You said, Pastor Chris, you said, Hey, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that, uh, um, that God's Word translation. It's over there, the John 14, 16, and 17, and in, 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 in that translation, the Father will give you another helper. Now, this is what I said, the Word and the Spirit. That, remember we said there's a pneumatic, kind of like that, because the Holy Spirit's called the pneuma. You know the pneumatic? That's where we get the word from, pneuma, right? The pneumatic pressure, okay, air pressure, and then we get what? We get water pressure, the hydro, right? But we get the water pressure from the word. It's kind of like almost, it's kind of similar. It kind of gives you a good visual. Like, hey, if you were going to pressure test something, you would use water or you would use air. How many of you know you got the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit pressure tests us. Watch this. The Father will give you another helper who will be with you forever. That helper is the spirit of truth, the word. The world cannot accept him because it doesn't see him or know him, but you know him because he lives with you and will be in you. We've got the Holy Spirit. You see that? So now the Holy Spirit, come on. Now watch this. Now let me show you how this works so you can see this because I don't want you leaving this sermon going, I don't know what he's talking about. Okay. You're going to have pressure. Now the word's going to show up and bring pressure. Yes, it is. It's going to press you to make a decision to walk in the spirit or walk in the flesh. The Holy Spirit's going to speak to you. Like, so right now, if I'm, aff- like, look, I'll be, I'll be transparent with you. There is a lot of offensive stuff going on right now, okay? And Sunday, come to church, because I'm going to be talking, it's time to stand for righteousness, okay? There's a lot of offensive stuff going on right now. People are offended everywhere. People are offended about mass. People are offended about injustice. People are offended, and some of this is right on. But some of it is just, 
is just massively off base. You know it and I know it. There are things being said. There's people saying stuff. There's a bunch of stuff that's out of this world. There's pressure in the earth. We don't know what's going to happen in our economy. There's financial pressure. There's life pressure. Well, statistics have even gone up. This virus is running rampant, it looks like. Whether you believe the virus, I conspiracy, I don't know. I'm just telling you what's out there. So when you look at the world right now, this thing's like been in the earth. I'm going to say this. I definitely have not lived in an arena of pressure like this for this long a period of time. I've never seen this in the earth. I've been here 49 years. I have never experienced for this long a time a pressure-packed moment, okay? So now watch this. Now the word of God's going to come up. Boom. Walk in love. Man, it's going to press you because I don't want to walk in love. You got to. Gonna pass the test? Say something. Slow to speak. Swift to hear, slow to speak. Be angry, don't sin. Oh man. That's more it's more pressure. Let me explain something. Carnality's easy. Doing the word of God takes strength. Man, but I want to say something. Man, my money's so messed up. Upright, man, I ain't been to work for four months, some of you. Shh. I want, I want to complain a little bit. You know, God, did you bring me out here to die? I'm bringing you to the promised land, son. This don't feel like the promised land. This feels like a nightmare. Can't go. My feeling. Come on, Feelings. I want to tell you how I feel. The whole earth's telling you how they feel. Who cares about feel? Feel ain't faith. Feel ain't facts. You know what I mean by that? Well, you can say, well, you know, well, my feelings are validated. Man, I don't know. Go slow. Are you allowed to feel? Listen to me. I know you got them, but here's what I'm saying. Sometimes we're not allowed to feel what we want to feel if we're going to walk in faith. What do I mean by facts? You might be like, well, I feel, I feel offended. Well, guess what? You got to get over offense. So even though you feel it, it's not going to stay. It's not the truth. You could overcome it. Well, I'm, I'm mad. You can only be mad for so long before it starts affecting your faith. We are being pressure tested. The Christian in the earth is being pressure tested. I think the enemy's behind a lot of the pressure testing. I believe it's the God's honest plan of God for the church to arise and the next season so strong, but the enemy is so hell-bent on creating division, distraction, unforgiveness, evil, wickedness, that he's working overtime trying to press the church. And if you're not careful, this pressure will make you crack. And the next thing, you could go off the rail. You could. Now, just hear me. And basically, say something you shouldn't say. Do something you shouldn't do. Respond to something the way you should not respond. Act a certain way you should not act. Believe a way you should not believe. Because how many of you know your beliefs might not be true? The problem with pressure is when most people are in it, the only thing they want to do 
is get out of it. Now, the last couple of minutes, I want to talk to you about that. Pressure cannot be preempted. Pressure cannot be sped up, and I don't even know if you could slow it down. Pressure, pressure being applied at the level sometimes has to take its course. I can't decide when I can get out of pressure. I can't decide how long pressure is going to stick around. Now, some people can say, well, if you pass the test, do you get out? I don't know. I think like I go from one pressure test to the next. So I cannot be the determining factor of when I'm going to enter into pressure. I don't know when financial pressure is coming. I don't know when physical pressure is coming. I don't know when mind pressure is coming. I don't know when pressure is coming. But guess what? Pressure is going to come when it's probably most inconvenient. You know, I, um, I heard something and I said something, and this is so true. This is so true. That if you don't deal with stuff now that you need to deal with, it might come at the most inopportune time in the future when you don't have time to go through it. You got to deal with some stuff now because the next season it shows up, you might not have time to deal with it then. So if you're in this position of being pressed, embrace the pressure. That's why I think James is so smart. He said, count it all joy. Remember we read it? Look what he says here. Look what he says here, right? I got it into passion. When it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy you can. Is he crazy? James, are you gone? Like James, really? Really, James, come on. Really? My fellow believers... When it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties. Yes. Get mad and quit. No. Go on vacation. No. Call somebody that I can complain with. No. Leave my church and go to a church that's a lot easier to be in. No, I don't see that there. Um, move to... No. See it? as an invaluable opportunity. Oh, great. Why is that? Because you're going to experience great joy if you can get through. And experience great joy. Why? Because when my faith is tested, it stirs up power. What kind of power is that? And my endurance grows. Oh, that's great. So now my endurance is growing through my faith test. Now watch this. So what happens if you're a person that doesn't really want to be in the pressure? Well, then your endurance never really grows. And that means you don't have capacity for more. we got to keep you in this season of less. Because God, God, guys, listen to me. God's more concerned about you and your well-being than he is anything else. I'm going to leave you with this. You might be in the pressure right now. You might be being pressure tested in your finances, your body, your marriage. Listen, man, there's a lot of stuff out there going on right now. A lot of people getting a lot of pressure in life. A lot of the pressure they're facing isn't fair. A lot of the pressure that people are facing. A lot of people facing some pressure that ain't even theirs. People are pressed right now. 
pressed right now in areas that never maybe even been pressed in before. If you feel like, man, you know, Pastor, you know, it's funny when I was thinking about this, right? I looked that up. Pressure tests. What is a pressure test? I, I, I looked it up. It's like a natural, you know, thing that happens. It's a test to ensure safety, reliability, and leak tightness of pressure systems that are required. Listen, this is so good. That are required for what? To see if it could pass pass the test. This is so good. It what? It ensures the safety and reliability. You know what's funny? Somebody said something one time to me. They said, you've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. Man, you know when pressure keeps showing up on the daily? I got to ask you a question. Have you been spiritually leaking maybe a little bit in the times and seasons we're walking in? I don't know. You know, there was a book out there called Vision Leaks, meaning that, I think Andy Stanley wrote it. You know, he says, Vision Leaks, meaning like you got to always constantly be keeping vision in people's forefront because vision leaks. Just like that air conditioning unit, the Freon leaked. Is it, has, has the, no, you say, Pastor Chris, I've been sealed. I know you've been sealed, but is the Holy Spirit filled you? Has the love of God filled you? Has the fruit of the Spirit filled you? Or is the pressure in the earth making you leak a little bit? You know, uh, like a balloon, you know, with a little hole in it, the air starts coming out like, are you losing, are you losing, are you losing some of your air? Listen, pressure has a way to do that to all of us, but I got great news for you. You can take the word and you can take the walk of the Holy Spirit and you can fill yourself up again. And the Bible says to be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. What's that mean? That means take some time to get in his presence. I'm going to give you a couple keys and you can go. Spend some time in worship. Spend some time in the word. Spend a little extra time maybe shutting off all the noise in the earth and get away with your heavenly father. Spend the time in worship. Maybe lift your hands to heaven and get filled again. The Bible says in the book of Acts, and they were filled multiple times. You could have times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. Fill up again and notice that when I'm filled with the word and with the spirit, no matter how much pressure shows up in the earth, I'm well able to overcome. Amen. God bless you. Let me pray for you guys. Father, I just thank you. Some of my, some of my friends, my brothers, my sisters out there, they're going through a pressure test right now. They don't know what they're going to do, but we know what they're going to do. They're going to take the water, they're going to take the word, they're going to take the spirit and the Holy Spirit and the word of the Holy Spirit, and they're going to mix it together in their life. They're going to worship maybe a little bit. They're going to spend some time in your presence. They're going to listen to this teaching, and they're going to pass the pressure test no matter what shows up, because here's the key. God is well able to make them more than conquerors in his ability in Christ. And I love what was said in James Right here, this is my prayer for you right now. I love it. He won't see my lack as an opportunity to scold me over what I maybe am slipping in or if it looks like I'm failing in. But he will overwhelm you with his generous grace. That's what I want you to know today. There is generous grace waiting for you in the presence of the Lord. Amen. God bless you guys. I love you. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.